0: Matter of Spirit is the quarterly justice journal of the Intercommunity Peace and Justice Center. This article appeared in the Winter 2021 issue on Economic Justice. Fratelli Tuti by Peter Henrio S.J. Peter Henrio S.J. is a member of the Zambia Malawi Jesuit Province who currently resides at Bellarmine Jesuit Community and is a Tacoma boy, Dominican Sisters at St. Patrick's. He worked in Washington, D.C., at the Center of Concern, and in Zambia and the Malawi in pastoral, development, and educational ministries. See www.loyola-malawi.org for current interests. What do you think is the very best parable Jesus taught? That question comes up often, both in personal reflection and in pastoral service. For me, that is a really easy question to answer. And it is especially easy to answer after reading Pope Francis's recent pastoral letter, Fratelli Tutti, Sisters and Brothers All. I have always liked the story of the Good Samaritan, Luke 10.25-37, and I've used it again and again in sermons, articles, and, I hope, in prayer. But that parable just bursts forth with life, new meaning, and consequences for head, heart, and hand, as Francis explains it in an early chapter, Numbers 56-86, of his powerful communication to us, Last October, Sisters and Brothers All teaches simply what the title hints. Every one of us is closely related because we are all children of the same Mother-Father-God. We simply cannot fully live unless we live in community. When I first read Francis's letter, I immediately thought of the beautiful African proverb, Ubuntu, that I heard again and again in my years in Zambia and Malawi. I am because we are, and we are because I am. This Ubuntu truth has powerful significance in our personal lives, but it also is a powerful lesson in the politics and economics of today. Francis really makes that obvious in his letter. Parts of his letter deal technically with issues like economic globalization, governed by interests of private property and transnational economic powers, or the need for greater respect for migrants in the face of growing xenophobic mentality, or the unacceptability of an arms race which prepares for, indeed leads to, war. In all his analysis in this letter, the Pope shows us how, as society becomes ever more globalized, It may make us neighbors, but does not necessarily make us sisters and brothers. To ground both his analysis and his recommendations of sisters and brothers, all, with solid scriptural foundation, Francis spends an early chapter exploring the meaning and consequences of the Good Samaritan parable. When I read the whole of the Pope's letter, 90 plus pages, I was very glad that he had started out with his beautiful and challenging sharing of the meaning of this parable. It is surely easier reading and truly heartwarming. I can imagine that most of the readers of this article know very well the Good Samaritan story. The main characters are easy to identify in real life. The robbed. The respectable religious. The rejected outsider. They play roles we read about in the daily paper these days. Unfortunately, the parable is all too real. And so, as we read the further chapters of Brothers and Sisters All, we can appreciate the challenge of Francis for us to be modern-day Good Samaritans. Our Pope is not a Nobel Prize winner, but he relies on the many astute experts to share a picture of national and global life where it is easy to imagine many lying on the side of the road while many walk by quickly because they don't want to see, don't want to get involved. It is in the breaking of relationships, the fracturing of solidarity, that we globally experience disasters that slow down and even halt the realization of our dreams of future prosperity. Chapters of this great letter develop both theoretical analysis and practical examples of this dangerous reality. What especially impressed me is the ability of Francis to link the lessons of the Good Samaritan story to a diversity of social, economic, and political issues facing us today. The environmental crisis, migration problems, our throwaway culture, nuclear threats death penalty, and religious freedom. Homilists speaking to the gospel challenges posed by political transitions, teachers instructing youth about a lifestyle more sensitive to ecological issues, parents dealing with interracial, intergender, interreligious relationships of their children, sisters and brothers, all, does not give easy ready-made solutions to these issues but puts them into a gospel perspective that is both enlightening and empowering. In particular, I was struck by his discussion, brief but telling, of the global impact of the COVID-19 pandemic. He notes that this worldwide tragedy has momentarily revived the sense that we are a global community, all in the same boat, where one person's problems are the problems of all, once more, we realize that no one is saved alone. We can only be saved together. Number 32. It is stretching the point too far to urge that Francis' emphasis that we can only be saved together should be heard in all the heated debates about a social obligation to wear face masks during our COVID crisis. During my almost three decades of living in the developing countries of Zambia and Malawi in Africa, I experienced firsthand the reality of the international consequences of lessons presented in Francis's reading of the Parable of the Good Samaritan. In all too many ways, these so-called third world countries were simply by the side of the road of the transactions of international economics and politics. Massive external debts, caused by some homegrown mistakes, yes, but mostly by foreign manipulations favorable to rich nations, paralyze the potential growth and prosperity of so many countries. It is, therefore, altogether appropriate, in my opinion, that a letter on the sisterhood and brotherhood of all should emphasize the tragic problem of the debt of poor countries and urge the logic that, while respecting the principle that all legitimately acquired debt must be repaid, the way in which many poor countries fulfill this obligation should not end up compromising their very existence and growth. Number 26. On a personal note, I was very much involved in the Jubilee, cancel the debt, international movement at the end of the 1990s, and start of the 2000s. I really wish that we had a Brothers and Sisters All in hand during those days of eager advocacy for justice. As I mentioned at the start of this reflection, the story of the Good Samaritan has been my very favorite parable. Now, following the challenging lessons of Brothers and Sisters All, that parable is even more central to my following of Jesus today.